This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Good morning and welcome to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast. Today is Tuesday the 16th of March 2021, day 16 of the third month of the new year. Looking forward to today's show. We're going to combine yesterday's show, which was Motivation Monday. Today is Trust Tuesday. We'll combine scores of the games that happened yesterday, what's going to happen today. Talk a little bit about the NCAA tournament that starts on Thursday. It's going to be a fun show. We did wrap up our season last week with regards to South Basketball, so we will talk about that as well. Let's first start in the world of sports. Let's first start with Tiger Woods. You know, Tiger had that really bad accident about a month ago, but he is back in the game, at least digitally right now. He has signed a long-term partnership with the company behind the PGA Tour 2K video game series returning the 15-time major champion to an industry he once dominated with EA Sports. The deal was announced Tuesday nearly a month after, like I said, that accident that occurred. Tiger is looking forward to making his return to the video game landscape. I'm honored to take part in this opportunity and look forward to sharing my expertise, insights as we build the future of the golf video games together. Now on to baseball. With spring training finally underway and rolling, here are some of the scores from yesterday's game. Tampa Bay beat the Red Sox 3-2. The Marlins topped the Houston Astros 6-5. The Braves beat the Twins 5-1. The Yankees beat the Phillies 4-2. The Orioles beat the Pirates 12-3. The Blue Jays topped the Giants 4-0. The Nationals lose to the Cardinals 4-2. The final in 10 innings, the Cubs and White Sox tied 4-4. The Athletics lose to the Indians 7-3. The Royals beat the Giants 6-1. The Arizona Diamondbacks beat the Mariners 6-2. The Reds beat the Angels 7-3. The Dodgers hang 12 on the Rockies as they win 12-5. And the Padres win over the Brewers 13-3. On to tonight's action. The Braves take on the Red Sox. The Orioles take on the Rays. The Tigers play the Yankees. The Pirates take on the Twins. The Blue Jays take on the Phillies. The Astros play the Mets. The Brewers take on the Dodgers, White Sox play the Padres, and the Cleveland Indians take on the Angels. That is all for the world of baseball. Now on to NBA basketball from last night. The Hornets beat the Kings 122-116. The Bucks top the Wizards 133-122. The Nets beat the Knicks 117-112. The Spurs beat the Pistons 109-99. The Clippers meet the Mavericks 109-99. The Nuggets top the Pacers 121-106. The Grizzlies lose to the Suns 122-99. And the Lakers hammer the Warriors 128-97. Now let's talk about tonight's games. The Utah Jazz are in Boston to take on the Celtics. The Heat are hosting the Cavaliers. The 76ers welcome the New York Knicks to town. The Thunder travel to the Windy City to take on the Bulls. The Hawks are in Houston to take on the Rockets. The Pelicans travel to Portland to take on the Trailblazers. And the Minnesota Timberwolves are in L.A. to take on the Lakers. That is all for tonight's games. Now on to the world of college basketball, which will take over 
the sports scene for the next month. Let's first start with coaches who were on the bubble and no longer employed. You know, this time of year is crazy as a college basketball coach. Hell, all coaches for basketball in general, you know, we're worrying about getting ready for next year, possibly not having a job, you know, maybe getting hired at a new place, hiring a new staff, that type stuff. It is kind of crazy. It's the coaching carousel. You know, we get sucked into it. HoopDirt.com does an unbelievable job of tracking everything. They have, you know, kind of some rumors that are floating around, who's hot, who's not, which jobs are available and who the possible people are might be for those jobs. But they do a great job of really tracking everybody that has moved on. So let's first start in Division I basketball. Will Brown will not be the coach at Albany next year. Tommy Dempsey is no longer the coach at Binghamton. Jim Christian was let go at Boston College, and they have already hired Earl Grant as their new coach. Central Connecticut fired Danielle Marshall. College of Charleston had Earl Grant as a head coach before he went to Boston College. Rodney Billups is no longer the coach at Denver. Dave Lado was let go yesterday at DePaul. Eastern Illinois, Jay Spooneyer is out. Fordham got rid of Jeff Neubauer earlier this month. Yesterday, Archie Miller was given a $10 million buyout. Boosters put money together to get rid of him at Indiana. Greg Lansing is no longer the coach at Indiana State. Josh Schertz has that job. Steve Prohm was let go from Iowa State yesterday after going 2-22 this season. IUPUI Jason Gardner is no longer the coach. Byron Rim is in his second year as an interim, and it looks like they're going to be removing that tag. Tony Jasek is out at Jacksonville. Heath Scheuer stepped down at McNeese State. Heath also is going to be the AD there. I'm looking forward to getting Heath on the show. He hired John Aiken as his next coach. Minnesota fires Richard Patino after eight years. Paul Ware is out at New Mexico, and the rumor is that Richard Patino will be the next head coach at New Mexico. Mark Montgomery is no longer the head coach at Northern Illinois, and Rashawn Berno is the new head coach there. Pat Chambers stepped down at Penn State earlier this year, and they are hiring Micah Shrewsbury as the new head coach there. Terry Porter was let go at Portland, and Ben Johnson looks like he is going to be getting that job. At San Jose State, Gene Prolow is out. South Carolina State, Murray Garvin is out. Tennessee Martin, Anthony Stewart is out. Montez Robinson is the interim. Looks like they might remove that interim tag as well. Texas State got rid of Danny Casper, but Terrence Johnson is the new head coach there. And Wichita State got rid of Greg Marshall, and Isaac Brown is the new head coach there. That's just Division I. We've got multiple lists moving forward with regards to Division II, as well as NAIA and Division Three schools. Here's an example of some of the information that you know comes on Hoop Dirt. It's pretty cool to pass along to you guys. So Dwayne Killings of Marquette right now is looking like he's going to be the guy that gets the Albany job. Looks like Jacksonville, the two guys that it's down to are former UAB head coach and good friend of mine, Rob Eson, as well as Rice assistant Vince Alexander. St. Thomas Aquinas head coach Tobin Anderson, who I've worked camp with in the past, is on a short list at Central Connecticut. He's compiled a 181-56 and 56 record in eight years at St. Thomas Aquinas. His team is currently 14-1 and still alive in the Division II tournament. Let's look at the Fordham job. Not much new going on here, but Jared Grasso, who was the head coach of Bryant, who lost to Mount St. Mary's in the game to go to the NCAA tournament. His name is on that list. The head coach of St. Peter's, Shaheen, is on that list. And Pat Chambers, who's the former Penn State head coach, are the top three. 
But the one that's the sleeping dog in this, and this is the one that I actually think gets this, former St. John's and UCLA coach Steve Lavin is way up the list on this one. And I think Steve has a great chance of getting it. I would hire Steve. It's a mid-major job. It's not a job that he uh, can't dominate in, especially being in the city of New York and around New Jersey. I think this would be a great job. Looking forward to following this one. But this is just a little bit of an example of what it looks like at Hoop Dirt, what dirt we're able to get, as they call it. I mean, it'll be interesting to also see how quickly a lot of these hirings take place. A lot of them, they try to get knocked out of the way before we go to the Final Four. But with the Final Four not being what it usually is, as last year it was canceled and the year before, but once the Final Four happens, that's also where a lot of jobs go down. Now that we're talking about the NCAA tournament, let's talk about Thursday's games. Texas Southern against Mount St. Mary's at 510 on True TV. I know guys on the Mount staff. I know guys on Texas Southern staff. Been able to text back and forth with those guys the last couple days, wishing them both the best of luck and how awesome it is that they are in the NCAA tournament. At 627 on TBS, Drake takes on Wichita State at Mackey Arena, which is Purdue University's basketball facility. Appalachian State takes on Norfolk State at 840 on True TV. And that, like the Texas Southern Mount St. Mary's game, is being played at Assembly Hall, which is where the University of Indiana plays basketball. And the late night game at 9.57 p.m. tip on TBS, it's going to be an absolute slugfest between UCLA and Michigan State, and that's being played at Mackey Arena as well. Looking forward to getting into these games, as well as all the other games as we kick off the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament. When we come back, we will talk about South basketball, and we will also talk a little Monday motivation, a little Tuesday trust, and we'll be kicking off the week going into the NCAA tournament. We will be back right after this. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in... Three, two, one. Welcome back to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast. Looking forward to this next segment. We're going to talk a little bit about South basketball. So the season is over. We went two and four this season in the COVID six game season that we had to play. We got better each game. The guys battled. We were young. And uh, I know that that's something that you don't want to use as an excuse, but when you have guys that have not played varsity minutes against seniors who have played varsity minutes for three years at this point, that's something that, you know, you cannot replicate experience and you cannot replicate time on the floor against the athletic and longer guys that we're used to playing in the CMC on a continual basis. With that being said, I look really forward to next year. Been texting with the guys already, been talking to some of them that did not play first this year for various reasons, whether it be health or academics because they need to focus on that and get better at that portion of their life before they worry about putting a leathern ball through an iron hoop. But with that being said, I really look forward to the group we have coming back. Had a good talk with my administration yesterday. They're in full support of what we're going to be working on this summer and this offseason to get us back to the level that we are accustomed at playing at. I will be missing our seniors. I want to give them a shout out and a thanks here on the show. You know, I had Marquise Walker come out for the last two years and play basketball. I really appreciate everything that Marquise did for the program. Unfortunately, he had some issues this past season where he had to sit out a couple games due to nothing of his calls. He was not in trouble by any stretch of the imagination. We will leave it right there. But he was not able to play with us for a couple games. So that kind of hurt him. And I feel bad for him in that regards because he didn't do anything to deserve that. Drew Feely came out. Drew played for me three out of four years. He sat out as a junior, wanted to focus on getting stronger in the weight room in baseball. And then COVID hit. 
and football COVID hit. And I said, hey, Drew, you want to come out and play basketball one last time, buddy? And he uh, he did. And uh, I really appreciate everything that Drew did for me when he came out. Eric Granados played for me as a freshman. He did not play for me as a sophomore and a junior, but he did come out and play for me this year as a senior. He was a good leader for us to have around. He uh, tried to be into the young guys a little bit and talk to them a little bit about what's expected as an upperclassman. And he did bring those guys along as we go. I mean, the last practice of the year, he really helped one of our freshmen understand what it's going to be like to play at the next level for the next three years with me and uh, how tough I am as a coach. And the last guy is James Briscoe, JB. JB played with me for all four years. He uh, unfortunately had a couple ankle injuries this past season. Just could never get him one ankle and then his the next ankle. Just could never get him right. And, uh, you know, I feel really bad for him. That's not the way he wanted to go out. But he did go out and he was able to play in the games as a senior the last, um, I'd say, five minutes or so of our game against North Hagerstown High School. All four seniors were on the floor. I let them play it out as they ended their high school careers in that fashion. Um crazy times that we're in you know I'm texting with my college buddies right now about some job openings and if they're going after and if they need a letter of support or if they need me to make a phone call and that's the same phrase that we're all kind of texting each other it's just crazy times and you know our jobs secure at that level you know one of my buddies we talked about a division three job and is it a good job or not you know two years ago I'd say man that's an awesome job I think you need to go after it now it's what are the financial implications of COVID to a small school like that and are you willing to put the paycheck that you're currently earning at the place that you're currently coaching with the talent you currently have on the line to go get a head job just to say you're now a head college basketball coach? Or do you want to sit still, wait for greater opportunities to open up? And for his sake, I really hope that he waits for the greater opportunities to open up because he's a hell of a coach. And I look forward to uh, having him back on the show. He's already been on the show with me one time so far this year. But with that said... I am looking forward to the offseason. I will keep you in the loop on what an offseason looks like with South basketball. I will keep you in the loop on where our seniors are going. Even if they're not going to play basketball, what they're going to be doing in the future, I will get back with some of the guys that have graduated before with them currently playing and where they're playing and how they're doing as well. It's going to be a fun offseason. I will share you guys everything that I have and want to share with you about South basketball and just kind of get an inside look on what it's like for 365 days as the head coach of South Hagerstown basketball. But we're looking forward to everything that we have in front of us. Um, There is a reason that the rearview mirror is smaller than the windshield, and we're not going to look in the rearview mirror. Got a good Bob's Huggins story on this one. So, So back in 2013, I was fortunate enough to meet with Bob Huggins in Hutchinson, Kansas. And ironically, yesterday was the day that we left. Tonight we were to stay in St. Louis. We're getting on the bus today. Heading into Hutchinson, going through Kansas City, Missouri, right there on 70. Just kind of keep taking it as far west as we possibly could. Um, I haven't really talked about that trip. And you know what? I think I'm going to talk about that trip the next couple days. Is what it was experience like when we were out there. Because it was an awesome, awesome event to be a part of. And I'm very blessed to say that I coached at the National Tournament in Juco Basketball as an assistant coach and the lead recruiter on that team that went 29-5. and But here's my hugging story. So I'm sitting in the lobby breaking down Lee College film the night before our game. Just make sure I got every little last minute detail. And Bob walks in with Larry Stewart, who's his assistant coach. They're recruiting Antonio Jennifer, one of my swings, my stretch fours. And, uh, you know, got to talk with Hugs a little bit about that. But we were just sitting there watching. And 
you know, he looks at me and he goes, I got a story for you. We were talking about, you know, our pasts. And obviously I've talked about my past and not making the best decisions. And, you know, Bob was pretty cool to talk about it because we all got shit somewhere in our closet. It's just which one of us are willing to admit we have shit in our closet and which ones want to sugarcoat that shit so nobody else knows about it. But I think if you own it, um, those who are real will respect you and those who are not real will use it against you. And it's really easy to depict who those individuals are. But Bob is real. He is as real as they get. He is a country bumpkin dude that deserves to be in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame because he can flat out coach basketball. And he knows young people better than anybody else in the way to get them to respond through adversity and through the way of being a better basketball player and human being. But here's my Bob Huggins story. So Bob gets the job at West Virginia, and he is going over to pick up one of his assistant coaches that he had just hired in his truck. Don't know the age of the truck. He's telling this story, so I forget. I apologize. But he picks up the assistant coach. They're going to go get some lunch and talk about some different recruiting options and who's on the table that they want to start going after right after he gets this job. Bob pulls up to the guy's house, picks him up, and they're driving. The assistant coach looks at him and says, Coach, you don't have a rearview mirror in your truck. And he goes, well, it's West Virginia. I don't need a rearview mirror in my truck. He goes, well, why don't you have one? He said, because the windshield's bigger anyway, and I'm not looking back to where I've coached before. I'm only looking forward to lead the 1.8 million residents of West Virginia to the land that they've never had as a coach and as a player. I think that's pretty cool. He does not have a rearview mirror in his car because he's never looking backwards. Now, I don't know if that's still the case. Maybe he's got a new car at this point. He told me the story. I thought it was kind of cool. So I wanted to pass that along. It was something that was really fun for me with regards to speaking with Bob Huggins and Hutchinson. So when we get back, we will talk Monday Motivation and Trust Tuesday all in the same segment. And we will be back right after this. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. Welcome back to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast. Looking forward to this segment. We're going to put Monday Motivation and Trust Tuesday all in the same segment moving forward just for today. And then we'll hit you with some Wednesday wisdom yesterday. And we're just going to go straight into March Madness Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because it's the best time of the year. More games are going to be played. I'm looking forward to that. Jobs are going to be switching. Looking forward to talking about that. I'm getting guys back on the show here as we're starting to get a new setup here. My computer's almost ready. Hopefully we get that back here soon and I can start getting people on the horn as we record these podcasts, which I really look forward to. Not just passing my stories along, but passing along the stories of others who have lived it. And that's the reason I do this podcast. But here are 10 rules for success and motivation that I use every single day. First one is visualize your goals. You have to visualize what you want to become, who you want to become, and how you want to do it. And if you can't do that, nobody can do that for you. You need to be the hardest working person. I firmly believe that this is the one that separates everybody. You can do all the other stuff, but if you don't work hard, it don't matter. You need to be the first one to work, the last one to leave, and you need to give effort every single time you go in there. You need to stay confident. Confidence is key in a lot of stuff in life. You have to have a little bit, I call confidence swagger. You have to have swag. If you don't have swag, people can see right through that. Now there's a difference between cocky and swag, and don't get either one of them twisted. If you're cocky, that means that you don't have confidence in the way that you should, and your cockiness is just your insecurities coming out. Where swagger is, you know you're going to whoop somebody's backside, and then you go and do it. 
But you got to stay confident in your craft and who you are as a person because employers also read through that if you're going to apply for a job or the people that work for you understand that because they're going to say, man, he really doesn't know what he's doing. So if you have confidence in what you do, which means you know in and out, forward and backwards, how to do your craft, you will be much more successful in life. Be creative. You got to be willing to think outside of the box and you got to be willing to listen to others' ideas to make you and your product or your team or your managerial area more successful. You got to do it your way. I was told this the moment I got my first head coaching job in 2008 that I got to do it my way. You cannot be anybody other than Chad Bershears. And for the longest time, I struggled with that. I tried to, well, I'm going to do this offense or I'm going to do this defense or I'm going to coach it this way. Problem was, I wasn't confident because I didn't know how to coach it that way. I was just coaching it by the way it's been taught to me. Once I got the inside of it, I was able to teach it differently, which I was teaching it my way, which is when we became much more successful. Have an upbeat personality. This is a big one for me. I mean, there's nothing worse than a person that does not have any upbeat. They're just slugging through life. They're slugging through the day. Woe is me. My day sucks. Nobody wants to hear that. Look, everybody has bad days or parts of the day that are not great. You know, commiserating in that crap and permeating that crap just doesn't cut it. We are in a very good spot in the United States of America. We are extremely blessed to have all the things that we have. Look, we can get up in the morning, put our feet on the hardwood or on a, a carpet floor. That's a hell of a lot more comfortable than living outside. 39 degrees this morning. Brush your teeth, running water. Wash your face, running water. Take a shower, go downstairs, make some coffee, get in your car, drive to work, got a job. That's a good day. There's a lot of people that kill to have that day. So if you have an upbeat personality, it permeates. It resonates, and the people around you are uplifted. And if you do that and they feel that, then all of a sudden the whole environment of where you're at, who you're around constantly changes. Be the best version of you. And I'll tie that in with the next one, which is be yourself in the moment. So in the moment, you are where your feet sit. That's the most important thing to be. It's why I got all social media. You get sucked into stuff that doesn't matter anymore. I love being who I am, where I am, and how I do it. And to me, that's the best version of Chad Brashears. And every single day, so far in 2021, I've been my best version, and I'll be my best version tomorrow too because I am striving towards that. Today I got therapy, looking forward to it. Got to get a little bit better. That's a mental workout. Don't need to do push-ups, don't need to do sit-ups, you know, pull-ups, all that stuff, dips, squats. I'm going to work on my mind for one hour today. That's my mind lifting. And I'm looking forward to that. And actions, speak louder than words is the last one. If you do not do what you say you're going to do, your word means zero. It means absolutely nothing. There's nothing worse in this world than not being able to rely on somebody's word. These are the biggest things that I do for Monday Motivation and for Tuesday Trust. I like to pass these along because all of these are something that you can do. I recommend writing these down. And for an entire week, See if you do this every single day. And see, at the end of that week, write it down. Did my week go better than the week before when I didn't do this? And if it did, continue to do it. If it didn't, let's figure it out. Let's see what we can do to make our weeks and days better. Because if you remember, great days tie into great weeks, which tie into great months, which tie into unbelievable years. And that's really how fast this stuff goes. My grandfather once told me, years go faster as you get older. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. 
well, trust me, at 38, almost 39 years of age, I can flat out tell you, these years fly by. And it'll be 30 years from now, and I'll be, you know, almost 70 looking at it saying, wow, where did my life go? And I don't want that to happen without enjoying every single moment in front of me. This is today's show. Thank you for listening to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast. We will be back tomorrow. And when we come back tomorrow, it's going to be talking about the NCAA tournament, more job movement at the NCAA level. And we look forward to sharing that with you and passing that information along to you. So until then, thank you for listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast, and we will talk to you soon.